West of Twin Peaks Radio back again. Get your Cracker Jacks beer and hot dogs. On this episode, a very special summer guest artist doubleheader. So take me out to the... West of Twin Peaks Radio with MJ Call on BFF.FM San Francisco. As a young girl Hello, hello, hello. MJ back again from San Francisco with a brand new episode of West of Twin Peaks Radio. Two hours of fresh music from the Bay and beyond. And this show, I've got a dreamy female guest artist doubleheader for you. First up, Oakland's Madeline Kenny chit-chats and dives deep into her critical darling of a new album, A New Reality Mind. That was Madeline Kenny, and you'll hear our very revealing conversation coming up in my first hour. Then in my second hour, L.A.-based but very much San Francisco-rooted Zelma Stone releases a new collection of four intimate and intense songs. Setting expectations, I go easy. Lower the bar for me, sing a song, we'll see That was Zelma Stone off her new EP, A Dance. She's featured in the second hyper-local hour of the show. But first, we've got some pre-game tunes to get to before the doubleheader begins, leading off with a very much-of-our-time set of music that starts with Alaska-rooted indie band Portugal the Man off their new LP, Chris Black Changed My Life. This is a perky, upbeat tune with a grim message. It's called Grim Generation. One, two, three.
You only have to listen to today's music to find out what state of mind the past few years has left people in. I just played Euro duo Carrie Carrie and their new single, My Grandma Says We Have No Future. Before that, the wonderful Faye Webster out of Atlanta and her new romantically ambivalent single, But Not Kiss. She's going to be playing in Napa at the Oxbow River stage in September. And I started the set off with Portugal the Man and Grim Generation. This is MJ, and you're plugged into West of Twin Peaks Radio, today featuring two local guest artist segments, the first of which spotlights the fantastic Oakland singer-songwriter Madeline Kenny. That's coming up right after this next set of tunes. But let's not delay and get right back into the music with a track from Irish alt-folk artist Bridget May Power off her new LP, Dream from the Deep Well. This is a song called Counting Down.
are tuned in to West of Twin Peaks Radio on Best Frequencies Forever, BFF.FM, San Francisco. In the schoolyard when I was a kid, I gave everyone my address, said, come on over, and it turns out that nobody did, swimming alone's how I spent my eighth birthday Sometimes it feels like I never got out of the water I never got out of the water even though I did Sometimes it feels like everyone's looking at the surface and it's not happening on purpose but they're taking things for granted Stop and do I 
What a discovery that band is. You just heard the Parisian group on Entendant Anya and their song Wonder off their new LP, Principia. It's a mix of Euro, dance, psych, jazz, kraut rock, pop and indie that I can't get enough of. Before that, I played Taking Things for Granted from Arizona-born Joy Oladukun off her terrific new album, Proof of Life. She's going to be at Outside Lands, and I'm beelining to that stage on Sunday. And I started the set off with Bridget May Power and Counting Down. This is MJ, and I'm so lucky on this episode to feature two powerful female guest artists, starting off with Oakland's Madeline Kenny. A song from her new LP, New Reality Mind, has already been featured on a New York Times playlist, and the album is getting great critical buzz. So it's easy to forget that the record is an exploration of the aftermath of a, of a surprise and extremely unmooring breakup Madeline experienced during those already awful pandemic times. Our revealing conversation about that and much more is coming up, but let's first hear the opening track off the album. This is Plain Boring Disaster. Well, I might as well sit down and try If nothing else to get by With no secrets left A new reality mind. It seems like your Alice in Wonderland moment. <laughs> um, I I love that uh, opinion of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I are you? You mean uh, the title itself, or no? Just the whole album. It's 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 dreamy. It's contemplative. It's disassociated at times, but then it comes back to clarity. And I think you say it like in in reality mind, I woke up from such a strange dream, but it carries on. Yeah, I feel like that yeah, that song that you just quoted, um, it carries on. I feel like that is kind of a theme for me in my life right now, sort of. Um yeah, it's I've just been thinking a lot about like the storylines that 
we construct and um and kind of like okay i'm living this story that i wrote and all this these plans and decisions that i made and um and something comes along to disrupt it or completely up uh upturn it and um i feel like that's a moment where you're like okay what you know it's gonna keep going on around you so do you keep going with that same story that you wrote or are you going to craft a new one or do you just accept that it's all chaos you know Probably, correct me if I'm wrong, writing some of this at the time of the pandemic, but the pandemic doesn't have to be the description of what can disorient a person. And I did start some of those songs during the pandemic, um, but a lot of times they were just like half finished and I didn't know like where to take them at all. Um, and so they just kind of existed on my half finished songs and they didn't have choruses and they, um, yeah, they were just, I, I didn't have a lot of motivation to finish. I, I don't know why. I just, um, I think like the lead times on records being so long and knowing that like touring was going to be hard and um, if not impossible, it, it just like didn't motivate me to finish anything. And then, you know, all of a sudden, it, you know, early last fall, my label was like, oh, the lead times just got shorter. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I can finish something. And then I, you know, got broken up with very suddenly. Um, and then, uh, and I was kind of, well, yeah, I just sort of lost my mind. Um, and then, um, I, it was weird. I like, sort of remembered after that happened I sort of remembered that I used to like put out a record a year and like make a lot of stuff and um and I had just like really since the pandemic like been on pause you know I put out a couple things here and there but no I don't know I just wasn't writing as prolifically as I I think I had grown accustomed to um and um yeah, and so then all of a sudden, I mean, I really, like, I wrote two more songs and then I finished the rest of the songs and, like, yeah, finished all the tracking in the matter of a couple of weeks um, and just was, like, I, I don't know, it was just so weird. It was, it was, like, this horrible thing that happened made me, like, want to go back to the person that I was before. <laughs> Thank you.
you can't go back. So there's got to be something forward, and that's the new reality. Right, and and I think that a new reality mind is is just like okay, you know, I um, I have to adapt, and there there is no choice. You have to like either ex- accept it or um, I don't know, live in intense regret. But I. Um, which I, I feel like I have a healthy dose of both right now, but um, yeah, I feel like finishing the record was like, I, I don't think it's as simple as like closing the book or on a certain chapter, you know, like, um, yeah, finishing, I don't, I don't think it was like, well, now that I'm done with this record, I am, my heart isn't broken anymore, so I'm good to go, I can do the next thing, you know, I've, um, I feel uh, that it's just part of the grieving process. Like I feel like in order to understand what I was going through, I had to finish making this thing and have it be done and out in the world so that I could <laughs> keep going. album has you exploring some new sonics that are tremendous. I, I get tastes of, of Toro Imo's Mahal in there, which I know you've worked with Chaz before, you know, in your past. And, mm-hmm. and the horns with Jeff Colhiti adds, you know, and on two tracks adds another dimension. And I just think the sonics have taken a, a really nice leap. I feel like I needed to, in order to keep making music, I really needed to do things that were interesting to me, you know, and I, or, or at least a challenge, you know, I, I feel like my favorite artists are people that when I listen to their records or um, see them live, like I'm thinking of, you know, uh, to finish the thought, it's, it's people that like leave me asking you know and um whether that's like lyrically like oh they you know said something that makes me think and wonder and or most often sonically it's like how did they make that sound or why why are they using that tool or um you know i a couple months i I think it was like um i was like fresh 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 out of the breakup um and i went to go see um jenny haval at the starline um and you know she's such an inspiration i think for i feel like her writing is really interesting um and 
musically, I feel like she keeps making things that are, she's just, you can see her growth. And I really like that. And then I, you know, another person that I saw also at Starline was um, Caitlin Aurelia Smith. And I, I was just obsessed with her new record. And at times it's like, I would say there are moments that are unpleasant, but that is like cool to me. You know, I, it left me feeling like, wow, I don't know everything. There's, I will never know everything. There are exploring arenas that I haven't even um, known what they look like, let alone known to explore them, you know? And, and I feel like speaking some of that and what I'm able to create is, is essential to the like perpetuating making of things, you know? Did did I see somewhere like on your Instagram a, a while back that you recorded one of these in your basement? Oh, I recorded all of them in my basement. Um, I moved into this house um, in like uh, 20, August of 2019. The basement was just a dirt room. It didn't have anything in it. Um, and my ex and I uh, built it out into a little studio. So that's where I've been doing all of my work. It's really nice to have a place where I can record music just in my home. I, I think that a lot of people during the pandemic felt this, but it's like, <laughs> there was no um, sensory input coming in, you know? And that's what was really hard to just like force yourself to make something. And I think that like processing my breakup, you know, I, I was like, the last thing I want to do is make music. I stay in this home um, after the breakup and my ex left, you know, so it's like I'm in this place that we moved into together, that we like built for our life, for our story, like I was saying. Um, and now I'm like living a new story that's like separate than what I had intended this place to be. And so it was pretty odd and difficult. Um, and I, I think in the end, transformative and positive, I think, um, to come into this room that like, you know, um, you it used like, to mean something different. Yeah. Do you feel like you hit a new level of maturity? Well, I, I hope so. If, if I haven't, then I'll be very disappointed that I went through all of this. Um, but, I mean, I hope so. I hope it's a lesson. I mean, I, I think it's a mixture of, I hope I've become more mature. I, I am sad for the part of myself that um, feels like my trust is completely broken and has completely left my body. Um, I feel like I trust no one and nothing. And, and I think that can be very sad, but it also, um, I've always been self-reliant, but it, I, I do, do feel uh, like I've really doubled down on that front. Um, and so, you know, when it comes to making a record, you know, without a producer for the first time, I mean, I made singles and EPs without a producer, but um, producing everything and recording everything myself, um, it was very much like, okay, this is me alone doing this, you know.
even though you think you've built a shell, you've opened yourself up with your with your album and your tour. You know, you've busted out well, yeah. that shell. <laughs> That's sweet. I I mean, I think it's very dualist in nature. You know, I think it's I I feel very insular, alone, perhaps. Um, uh, very much like I, I, yeah, I'm doing things on my own. Um, but at the same time, you know, I was, I've been listening to a lot of um, the Duncan Truffle Family Hour, this podcast with this comedian who's also interested in like, you know, spirituality and meditation and mindfulness. And um, and he was talking to a fellow comedian, and they're both, you know, the thing that makes the podcast interesting is that he's pretty kind of catty, maybe a little. I think a recovering cynic, you know, um, and which makes it really relatable. As, as you know, my, for myself, I've never really been interested in spirituality. Anyway, he's having this conversation with this other comedian, and they're kind of just like, oh, I hate people, you know, people are the worst. But then Duncan Trussell said, you, you know, he's like, well, you, you have to, it, deep down, you must love people because you get up in front of them every night and you you're not wanting to make them laugh because you like want to I don't know it's like some sort of stick game and you're counting gathering laughter like I don't know like it's the monsters inc but um but you you're there there because you want to relate to people and because you love people and and I, I really I was like oh god that's me you know I I may feel very alone and isolated and um like I'm doing things on my own but those the shows are really moments I think for connection you know it's nice to sing something and know like I'm not the only person that's felt this Have you performed any of these songs live yet? In front of a on a few audience? of them, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we played a couple. I played at the chapel a couple months ago and went on a little tour opening for this band, Valley Queen. And um, I played some of them. Yeah, uh, some of them are really hard to play without like. A full band or without backing tracks or something so i've been sort of doing piano versions of them just to <laughs> test them out and stuff um but yeah there's a couple that are like i'm excited to i'm just excited to sing them live i like singing i like singing and i'm excited to i'm proud of some of the writing um a few of the lines i'm like oh i'm excited to like sing that in front of people
consolidates. I feel like as I get older, I'm realizing how many communication skills and like the toolbox I learned as a kid um, and my tools are pretty rusty and dull, you know, um, and kind of like, oh, you know, actually those patterns of communication don't um, work for serving or serve the people that I'm with. Um, uh, and I feel like we can all really relate to that sort of, you know, um, and I echo it in another song on the album too, um, when it, in the song called Expectations, and I said, uh, uh, don't laugh if I need some kind of consolation. I think I learned about communication the wrong way. Um, we're still trying to all figure it out. You know, I don't, I don't want anyone I think I've figured anything out. <laughs> well, well, that's that's what I was going to say. You said your tools were rusty, and and I think what we've all learned in the past couple of years is the old tools sometimes don't work at all, and you have to find new tools that were just that were just developed to help us through these unanticipated times uh, you know it's not that your tools were rusty it's that we didn't have the right tools <laughs> totally totally yeah and I think you know um, I think therapy has helped I think um, like you're saying I think um, just having vocabulary to talk about certain things that I don't think that our parents like had the vocabulary to talk about We're fortunate that, like, we're in a time when uh, people care about mental health and people care about um, effective communication. And um, I think everybody, everything feels really fraught. But I do, I do like to believe that people are trying. You know? Oh, definitely. So, speaking of which, tell me about this tour that's coming up. Yeah, you know, I um, it should come as a shock to no one that music doesn't really make you any money. Um, so I have a job, um, and I, I can't really be gone for these long tours anymore. You know, not I can't be doing these shows that pay me uh, nothing at the after all my expenses and paying my band and everything. So anyway, so I'm I kind of I talked to my booking agent and I was like you know let's just do an east coast and a west coast tour let's keep them short let's play the places that I know I have to play and a couple places I know I just really want to play you know I'm I have to do things like um Philly and New York and DC and stuff but I want to do Durham because I used to live there and um love it there miss it there um you know uh playing a couple California shows and um, on the West Coast, I'll be able to take most of the band, and then on the East Coast will be a three-piece. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I 
I'm really lucky in that the people that play with me are really excited about the songs and so it's um it feels fun to kind of close this out do you think kind of getting on the road and getting out of the house might help you move, <laughs> you know question, right? move a little forward and change your reality mind a little differently when you get leave the house and get in front of audiences who are going to adore your music oh, that's so sweet I mean, I think it definitely will help. You know, I, I was, for a while there, I was touring so much um, and I was gone for most of the year and it was, I, I love it. I, I love tour. Um, I love playing with, with friends. I love playing in front of people every night. And I think it's a huge part of how I feel myself, you know, how I like feel like I'm a real human being. Um, I think I feel like my therapist was like, you know, what's your wh when do you feel the most yourself? And I, I feel like I can honestly say, like, when I'm on stage, I feel very comfortable in myself. And so I think not having my dose of that has really affected me. So I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, and it's it's one of those things too. It's like they say, you know, you. I just feel like I hear a lot of people say like I never want to leave the house or like or I never feel like going to the thing I'm going to the party that I'm invited to or the show or whatever I never feel like it and then when I'm there I'm so glad I did you know and I feel like that's kind of with this tour too I'm like oh god to buy plane tickets and oh god I have to like find places to stay it's gonna be horrible and then I know that when I'm there I'm gonna be over the moon it's it's a absolute gift and I really the most important thing to me is that I don't take it for granted it's like I'm very lucky to get to do it all well good well, luck and yeah yeah hopefully we'll see you out in the audience okay thank you so so much I'll talk to you later take care take, take care Melanie okay. bye bye
Thanks so much again to Madeline for her time, her honesty, and her music. You can find her album, A New Reality Mind, on all the streaming platforms, but support local artists and buy it now. You can find news of Madeline's music and tour stops by following her on Instagram at mkennymusic. Her fall tour launches next week, and she'll be at The Independent in San Francisco on August 18th. Remember, I have a second guest artist segment with Zelma Stone coming up in my second Hyperlocal Hour, but let's close out this first hour with a few more tunes, starting with another version of a breakup song. This one from Pale Hound, a.k.a. singer-songwriter Elle Kempner, off her new LP, Eye on the Bat. This is Independence Day. We broke up on Independence Day Crying while the next door neighbor's rich Flashes of color on your face The bass thumping the chanting names Our cat running under the bed With his tail between his legs Can of soda shaking up With every trip
band out of the UK called The Last Dinner Party. They only have two singles out right now, and I just played one of them. It was called Sinner. I'm really excited to hear what this breaking band comes up with next. This is MJ, and we've reached the second hyperlocal hour of West of Twin Peaks Radio here on BFF.FM, Independent Community Radio in San Francisco. Coming up in a few minutes, a second local guest artist segment spotlighting Bay Area native Zelma Stone and her new EP, A Dance. But first, let's play a couple of fresh local tunes, starting with one I cannot get enough of this summer. This is Oakland Rockers' Everyone is Dirty, and a track off their new LP, Caramels for Grandpa. This is Living in a Flood. Got my back Don't be mad 
ago Seasons high The devil's work is never done The string keeps burning in my mind Give up the ghost It's never far behind
What a fantastic set of rock songs, all coming out of the Bay Area this summer. I just played Barbara, a.k.a. Bay Area DJ, singer, songwriter, and producer DJ Barbs. That new song, Sneaking Around, was produced by none other than the busiest man in music, Jim Greer. Awesome. I also played a new one from San Francisco's James Beasley called Ghost Species. I can't wait for his new LP coming in September. And the set started with Everyone is Dirty and Living in a Flood. You're tuned in to the second hyperlocal hour of West of Twin Peaks Radio, and I'm so fortunate to be featuring not one but two local guest artists today, the next of whom is Bay Area native Zelma Stone, who has moved down to L.A. and blossomed in her music and art. She's just released a four-song collection titled A Dance. We chat and dive deep. But let's start with a track off the EP. This is called Really There. There's some things I'd still like to know. Wish you were here to tell me. So I'll just go on like I do. And hope someday I'll know like you. Once the lost all Silence when your heart just broke 
Hi, you look you look awesome. You. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. I love the fact that you call a dance a collection of songs and not an EP. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's very intentional and could you explain the intentionality of that? Um <clears throat> Well, it, it I think I came into I didn't come into writing it as these are going to be the songs I'm going to release on this EP, you know, on, um, but rather it was a collection. It really is just a collection of songs that I wrote at different stages. It, it, it just made sense to do it that way. Well, and it seems, and it seems like I mean, a lot of it is is progression through grief, and you know, if you were to, you know, I'm sure you write other songs all the time, but you probably looked at these four and said, "This is this is all coming from the same part of me." And yeah, <clears throat> it's interesting because I I didn't quite put it together that way. I wasn't like, oh, these are, these all have the same grief feeling or anything. It, it kind of, I think I, when choosing the songs I wanted on this, um, it just, it just made sense um, to choose them because they sounded good, well together. They, they flew, they flowed nicely together. Um, Maybe I was the most proud of them at the time too, and they resonated with how I was feeling. Yeah. Well, and and you know, having you know followed following you on Instagram and 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 whatnot, I like a dance in that it seems that you started to embrace dance as part of your a major part of your your creative life as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm realizing that more and more too. Um, coming into, I mean, I don't know how much I want to say, but I might as well. I mean, I I very much want to um, collaborate with dancers, and I think movement's a really important way to express yourself. And for me, I'm realizing. I mean, I dance a lot in high school and that's was the peak grief time for me when my brother passed away and everything and that and songwriting really helped me through things i'm not the best with my words i mean i i can communicate but i i have some learning differences and everything and so for some reason songwriting and movement dance I'm able to express myself in a way that maybe I can't quite with um, my words. Are you okay? Are you home? But I thought you had 
life is a dance. Mm-hmm. Um, grief is a dance. It in you know it's it's a fluid movement that you are moving through physically as well as spiritually and emotionally, and it ties kind of everything together. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly how. I want to portray this EP is and specifically with like the the song a dance that was very much it's very much this ebb and flow of life and you know I imagined an actual dancer like a performance where you're watching this dancer move between different they're different um, feelings that come up for them and um, that's just how I imagine that song to be in it it's just I relate it to my life and I'm sure everyone else can relate that to them their life as well because it's not always even you know there's a lot of ups and downs I'm going to get right into another song um yeah. and 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 this is the it's the second cut on the, the second track off the EP which is Be the One. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's my favorite track off of it, but I also felt like you were it, it was a song where you were giving yourself permission to move on from your grief mm-hmm. and accept other people into your life where you may not have been so open before because you get hurt when you love someone. Right. Yeah, I would say that's pretty much on it. Um, I wrote that one in a time of very deep sadness, (laughs) Um, but also like feeling some insecurities um, around, you know, my abilities and my, if I chose the right path as a performer, as a songwriter, um, as a career choice, you know, um, and really searching for 
um, within myself mostly um, the permission to do that and the permission to really just believe in myself and then as well as from you know close family members and people around me and just wanting just that I want people to to believe in me but I think it starts from myself really and that's what that song's about. Setting expectations, I go easy. Lower the bar for me, sing your song. We'll see I'm here and ready for love. Feel a brand new texture, give it a name. Let it comfort me, hold my head, we'll See I'm here and ready for love 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 I'm here and ready for love
what period in in your songwriting did the move to LA occur? Because that's also giving yourself permission to move on yeah. to, to the next phase of life. Yeah, I mean, I wrote these songs before, um, these songs I wrote before moving to LA, um, but I actually recorded them within the first week I moved here, um, which kind of felt like, you know, that rite of passage, you know, just very, it made, that made sense as well for me um, to record it as I moved. Um, and moving to LA was kind of this, not that you can't take music seriously in, in San Francisco, I love San Francisco, absolutely. But um, for some reason it, it felt, I just felt a strong calling to do it. Um, my partner also, felt it, um, who's also a musician, so it it just felt like the right time, yeah. You worked with Carly Bond on these. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she's, is she still living up in the Bay Area? No, she's here. She, she I would, did, I, she moved a while ago then. Yeah, uh, her and her husband Rob, um, who mixed it, um, they moved down here uh maybe a year or two before i did and uh we'd visit and i i always have an idea i just i didn't know what la was like um but i knew kind of but i i didn't know there was so much nature actually around here and like i really thought la was just like smoggy and like you know full of people um <laughs> Which and, it, it can be if you're in certain neighborhoods. Yeah, um, but it's actually really nice. And anyway, so I we um, they moved down before we saw it, and definitely a, a bunch of people made the move. A lot of friends made the move down to LA. It's very interesting um, from the Bay, although the Bay definitely holds a big space. But yeah, Carly and Rob they opened a studio in Alhambra. Um, called um, Altamira Studios and it's beautiful and I'm so happy that I got to record there. So, and you had known her obviously up, up here, in, you had known her in San Francisco so it was almost like recording with an old friend but you just yeah. happened to both be in a different space. Yeah, um, we recorded um, well, her and Rob recorded Dream, my song Dreamland um, from the Dreamland EP, and that was in Oakland, just at their kind of practice space, and then um, we mixed it at Tiny Telephone. Do you think recording, though, with somebody you've known for so long and knew so well made a dance? the collection of songs, not just the song, but made a dance more intimate? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so, definitely the band that I recorded with, I, you know, I love them very much and they all contributed a lot and I could tell they brought a lot of themselves to the songs as well. Um, 
and Carly was very, I, I, there's this thing where I know a lot of artists get, but they get obsessed with their demos. <laughs> and they just, once they've heard their demos so much, it's so hard to break out of that, you know? Um, and Carly was great. She really, she also really loved my demos. She loved how they, you know, sounded. And she really just kind of, like with the recording, process really helped enhance it all and um it was it was helpful to like do it with people that I know and love because it's, when you when you work with new people especially who don't know your story and everything there's this feeling of you know being rushed or you don't want that and um I felt very comfortable the whole time and as always Carly's great love her it's like you almost have the best of both worlds because you have that you know that core group of people who kind of all moved down there around the same time uh -huh. um, so you've got them as f familiar people but I'm sure you're also all of you are networking into a whole new different network and um, and challenging yourselves with expanding your sounds and your ideas yeah that's that's really it i mean just not sticking with one genre not sticking with just being really open i mean i've gotten real experimental here with different things i mean <clears throat> i moved down and i was like whoa la like but i could do anything i could be anything down here um i've even written some pop songs you know like what if i what if i became a pop artist or a pop singer songwriter you know or um so i've been really experimenting and it's been great well thanks again for carving out some time for me i really appreciate yeah. it all right thank you mj i really appreciate you take care appreciate you too i mean you you look fabulous and i think la suits you so thank you stick with it girl thank you right. bye <laughs> jenny won't you come down when it's the right time i bet you're in the stars when they're around or in the daylight daylight or miss by the whole town did you need to be you did you want to be
song was titled Be Free, and it's off Zelma Stone's new EP, A Dance. Thanks again to Zelma for the time and conversation. You can buy the EP now on all platforms, and you can keep an eye out for Zelma Stone shows by following her on Instagram at Zelma Stone Music. She still travels up here to the Bay Area quite often for gigs, so keep your eyes peeled for her next local show. This is MJ, and you're listening to the Hyper Local Hour of West of Twin Peaks Radio. Let's get right back to more new Bay Area tunes like this one from former West of Twin Peaks Radio guest artist Credit Electric out of the East Bay. This is called House of Cancer.
You're tuned in to West of Twin Peaks Radio on Best Frequencies Forever, BFF.FM, San Francisco.
just so much good music coming out of the Bay Area this summer. I just played a great track off the new LP, Where Does a Body Begin, from Santa Cruz native Kendra McKinley. The song I featured was Sync. I also played new music from friend of the show Nate Salmon, a.k.a. Water Strider. His new single called Pull Me Under also features Antrom Alexander. Before that, local music legends Sunny and the Sunsets and Waiting off their new LP called Self-Awareness Through Macrame. That gets the title of the year from me. And I started the set off with House of Cancer from Credit Electric. And that about does it for this special double guest artist episode of West of Twin Peaks Radio. For news of new local music, local shows, and other random San Francisco-centric posts, follow me on Instagram at WOTP underscore Radio MJ. 
I'll be back in two weeks with another fresh episode, next time featuring San Francisco indie chill wave psych pop band, The Breathing Room, who will be celebrating the release of their debut self-titled LP. I'll leave you today with an instrumental single off the record. This is called Day Trip. See you in two weeks. Until then, be well, be kind, peace.
from Cap Street to the world. This is BFF.FM.